Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. everybody welcome back to another episode of the teardown my name is jeff Luck. i'm writing for the athletic i'm on my co-worker jordan bianchi who is at the bristol dirt race yes it was the race that i've been dreading for a long time but don't worry you're not going to hear any rants on this episode we're just going to talk about all the wonderful <laughs> things that bristol dirt brought jordan was there to enjoy the bristol dirt race jordan you're still at bristol right now late at night after mother nature delayed things several times jordan yeah. how are you doing I am doing well, and I have not looked forward to an episode more than this one uh, all week long. And really, honestly, since they knew it has been announced that there was going to be a second Bristol Dirt Race, because you missed the last one last year, you were on leave. I have counted down. I have been excited to see, hear your reaction to this, and here we are. Jeff, who cares about what I think? You tell me what you thought. No, I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not, you're not going to get a rant out of me. So I'm just, I'm sure, not going to, sure, sure. no, I'm not going to, you know, it's fine. Let's, let's talk about the finish instead because, uh, you know, that's, that's what people will be talking about. They don't want to hear about what I think about Bristol dirt. I'm sure that's not why anybody tuned in for this. Late in the race, it. you know, uh, you know, you know, when there wasn't, uh, an outbreak of cautions, there was some, uh, decent dirt racing going on there. That was and, really good uh, racing. You had uh, really good racing. Okay, I thought it was really good racing. All right, that's yeah, sure. Um, so you know, you had Tyler Reddick. It was going to win his first career race, and uh, you know, he he got out to a decent lead. Chase Briscoe is able to track him down though in the final laps, and it's like, oh, what's going to happen here? Briscoe, to me, just I mean, I I don't think it was intentional at all. I mean, why would no. you? He he was. If you look at the replay, he's spinning out. That's how he takes Reddick out. Um, he's already he's spinning. So he, he was going to, he pushed it too hard. Yeah. He get, he got in there too deep. He spun out and he en- ended up taking Reddick with him. Very unfortunate, obviously for both of them. Um, even more so for, well, not, not more so for Briscoe. I mean, it was probably more so for Reddick cause he was going to win the race, but either way, they both get passed by Kyle Bush who backs into one, uh, after he <laughs> was, you know, what's so funny about this, Jordan, Kyle Bush, says, you know, Alex Bowman always backs into him. Kyle Busch backed into this one. Kyle Busch says last week at Martinsville tells reporters, dirt is setting us back, setting us back. Like Richard Petty said, (laughs) setting the sport back. Kyle Busch wins the Bristol dirt race. Uh, there's just like a lot of, uh, 
layers where you know, Kyle Bush had to be very, um, uh, very diplomatic. I felt like in his post-race interview and he, he, you know, he didn't tear, you know, go off on it, but he didn't totally back down either from what he was saying about the race. But I, I don't want to talk about the race cause that will get me going down a road. I don't want to go to, and I'm not going to rant. But anyway, what do you think of the the whole Briscoe? You know, do you are you mad at Briscoe? Or do you blame Briscoe? It's, it's hard racing. That that's the quintessential NASCAR that you want to see. It is that is two guys going hard, one guy laying it all out there, uh, pushing himself, and sometimes in those moments you're going to overstep. That's what happened. And for him to, I thought it was interesting as he was walking down pit road. He said, "I, I walked down pit road expecting to get punched in the face when he went to apologize to Reddick." And we didn't see that, and which is really surprising because we've kind of come to expect in, in these moments of, of, you know, last lap conflict where there's a lot of pushing and shoving, there's sometimes some punching and whatnot. And in this instance, it wasn't. It was one guy who, who messed up and said, I'm sorry, and I screwed up. And the other guy saying, cool, I get it, you know, all good. And they shook hands, and it was very refreshing to see that you could have really hard racing and sometimes – over the line a little bit and there wasn't going to be the, the, the post-race drama that uh, you've kind of come to associate with short track racing. Okay. I mean, yeah. Okay. That, that is refreshing from the sportsman like aspect of it, I guess. Um, you know, would I like to see tempers though? I mean, you had your phone at the ready. I saw on TV, yep. you were ready to record. You thought you were going to get some, something juicy like with the Harvick, Elliot thing last year, you, you were, you were standing by, you're always in the mix. You're always right there. And I, I knew you thought you were going to get something and, and it said you got a handshake and, and some smiles. Um, I, I would argue that that was something that you would see from two dirt racers, not, uh, necessarily at a short track. If, if there was that kind of incident, I think short track brings out different emotions for whatever reason, dirt racing, you know, they're, they're trying to pull slide jobs. They're going for it. And the, the line is so, thin to mess up. Um, and that, that was some, you know, good racing there that they were doing and, uh, you know, Briscoe overstepped it, but I also think, you know, Tyler Reddick has a really good head on his shoulders is very gracious is very, uh, you know, he's very introspective and he was thinking to himself, okay, well I allowed Briscoe to get that close and, and Briscoe's a good dude. And, you know, I think he, you know, they have a good relationship there. It's not like he's thinking, oh, Briscoe, you know, took me out on purpose. You know, I think they both knew it was unintentional. Now he, they wish it hadn't happened. Obviously Kyle Bush was very happy. It did happen. He backs into one there. Right. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't have a, I, I, it's hard for me to get upset with how it went down. Uh, I just think they were going for it and, and they overstepped the line. You hate to see a guy miss his first win like that, but I don't know. Yeah, it's but that's hard racing. That's short track racing, the essence of it. And I think that's not short track racing. That's dirt racing on a short track. It's a short track. Sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. (laughs) I'm not going to rant. So it's fine. Yeah, that's that was a short track race. It's a half mile track. Um, It was good. It was competitive. It was fun. I I thought there was a lot of intensity in the last few laps of like, okay, what's going to happen is. One is Briscoe going to get through this and, and up there, and then if he does, what's going to happen with that? I, I don't think you could have asked for a better finish for this. It was a long night. Mother Nature did not cooperate. Um, it's the Bristol Spring Race. When does Mother Nature cooperate? Putting your race, a, actually, you know, no, 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 you know, you're no. you're right, you're right. 
and that is if you take a step back and look at the bigger picture like bristol is a great track we all agree whether it's in dirt um concrete whatever bristol is a great track but it's got to be there's got to be something done a reevaluation of the early part of the schedule like nascar has been very lucky through so far this year they haven't had many rain uh delays but this bristol spring race i mean how many years now? I mean, it seems like this is a, an annual thing. It happened in 18. It happened in 20. It happened last year. It happened this year. I, I'm sure I'm leaving some out. But at some point, like, you, you've got to reevaluate the schedule and make and try to set it up where in the spring you go to markets where weather, more likely than not, is going to be favorable. Because this is – it just – you can't keep doing this. Yeah, I, I don't – I think the problem is they don't have enough of those – they're it's hard. I mean, you, you, the problem is, is you have to re, you really have to like tinker with the whole thing and you have to pull Homestead out of the playoffs, which is a, which we all like it there. And you've got to put that probably now. Um, you probably got to pull Texas out of the playoffs, which I don't, know, I don't think anybody's going to lose any sleep over that, but Texas is not going to be happy with that. And you've got to put that in the spring somewhere. You just, you're, you're, you're really messing with the schedule then and, and taking, like I said, Homestead is a great track, great racing, which is now, in the semifinal round and, and people are excited by that. And so it, it's tough. Like you said though, Jeff, you, your options are limited. Well, I mean, one thing is that you put a dirt race, which can't take much rain. Uh, now they got lucky with just the right amount of rain tonight that but actually if it had, helped. Yeah, but if it hadn't been dirt though, this, they were able to race in the rain a little bit tonight. If this had been asphalt or concrete, that race would have been stopped, but well before it did, and they would have had to wait it out. And it would have taken longer to drive the track. Well, but it wouldn't have been a night race. It would have been a day race. The only Maybe. reason it was a night race because it was dirt because last year it was too dusty, which was going to be the same problem this year, by the way. I mean, it got to about lap 80 before the first rain came. And it was like, uh-oh. Like, uh, this, is, this is starting to get really dusty. They were having drivers talk about visibility on the radio. And if the rain had not come, the track would have dried out. It would have been one lane slick on the bottom. Uh, it would have been very dusty. So they got really, honestly, the perfect amount of rain to keep that track wet. Um, it, it actually worked out in their favor despite the delays. It was like watering breaks. And um, that that I think that actually turned out to be favorable. But you don't you can't really plan like, oh, okay, we'll just get just enough rainstorm. <laughs> you know, like we, my point is when you're putting a, a dirt race at night in the spring, I mean, you know, I'm on like the World of Outlaws uh, email list, right? Like to get their recaps and stuff. And it seems like every year it's like this race got rained out, you know, oh, due to rains, you know, this afternoon or tomorrow's forecast, we're canceling this race, canceling this race, canceling. You know, in the spring for the World of Outlaws, it seems like they have tons of events canceled because springtime, wherever you go for dirt racing, it's it's tough. Like you get one big storm and that's it. You can't dry it. So this worked out, but trying to do this over and over again and thinking that it's going to work in the future after both uh dirt bristol dirt races have been affected by rain one a rain out one tonight delayed a couple times uh it's playing with fire but i don't know i'm not this is that does not count as a rant that's not a rant whatsoever no, it's a very so. eloquent uh analysis i mean ultimately it, it, the decision is going to be made by fox sports and whether they see this as something that is worth continuing to do. And having a race in prime time on Big Fox on Sunday night is a big deal. And 
I'm very curious to see what the rating is when it comes in. Obviously, the rain didn't help. We'll see. That's going to be the excuse, though, right? Like, either way, people are going to go, oh, well. Okay, know. here's the main. Okay. Let's let's say this race at is moved to June. Are you okay with it then, being on the dirt? No. Why? Uh. So anyway, like let's talk about Kyle Busch. He's he's won is for his 18th uh 18th straight season. That's really impressive. Ties a record. Um, you know, just when you think, "Oh, Kyle Busch is in trouble this year, you know, he's he's not going to win." Um, now he's he's back in the playoffs. Uh he seemed to maybe he has that swagger back a little bit. He you know, he's been running well. He he ran pretty decent this entire race. Um you know, what do you think, Kyle Busch? Is he going to turn things around? It's it, it's really hard to pull anything from this race and, and apply it to anything that's going to happen down the road because this is so different. I think if you look at his season, if you just look at the results of his season, you're going to say, oh, well, he's, you know, he's kind of scuffling along. But came with a few laps of winning at Las Vegas. Fontana, he never had a chance because they had some overheating issues. They were battling like the Toyotas were all day. Uh, Coda had a strong run there, but I don't know what happened. He spit himself out. I think he made contact with a teammate or something on the last lap. And that erased that. So they've had better runs than, than you look otherwise. I mean, Kyle's usually generally in the mix. I mean, last year in, you know, 2021 and 2020 were, you know, anomalies, but there's no reason to think that he's not going to be in the mix once they sort this out. And I think, you know, we'll see as it goes, but Joe Gibbs racing Toyota has been well behind at times, uh, Chevrolet and Ford, but there's too much talent over there to think that they, you know they're not going to eventually catch up and, and surpass everybody at some point. Yeah, it's you know. Do you think it's weird that um, Kyle Busch ended up winning the dirt race with really no dirt background? I mean, he raced a little bit no. with Brexton, and then last year Joey Logano won the dirt race with no dirt racing background. Like everybody's like, oh, Larson Bell, and yeah, you. I mean, it was it was going to be Reddick and Briscoe, which two guys with dirt backgrounds they were going to win it, but. Ultimately, the winner was. I mean, like, why? How do you how do you explain that? That are these guys just that talented and they can adapt yeah. to anything? I, I think that's it, and I and I'm guilty of this. And I, and I go back to the 2020 Daytona Road Course race. If you remember that race, that was a, a last minute addition to the schedule. Never had tested on there before. Never raced on you know, nothing like that. And everybody thought, including myself, like going into turn one was going to be complete chaos right you know how, how are they going to do this well it was a very professional race they did fine and we, we i think we've had this conversation before and when it comes to road courses and stuff like we i think we underestimate how talented these drivers are because you know it's it's, it's kind of the cliche of oh they just turn left it's easy well it's not and these guys are really talented drivers and, and especially in kyle bush's case who we at times considered one of the best drivers on the planet um, even though it's been a last and it's been a slow couple of years for him, he's immensely talented. So I, I do think we generally just don't appreciate the talent that these guys have because they it's a prime primarily oval based series uh, on paper. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting to look at the top ten from tonight um, because Reddick was still in there. Obviously Briscoe ended up not being in there, but uh, you know just to run like run through this right and just let's say dirt or not dirt right. Kyle Busch, not a dirt background. Reddick, obviously dirt background. Logano, no dirt background. Larson, 
dirt background. So that's two to two so far. Then you have Ryan Blaney. Nope. Despite his family's dirt background, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a dirt background. Uh, then Bowman does have a dirt background. So that's three to three. Christopher Bell, dirt. Chase Elliott, no dirt. Um, Michael McDowell, dirt. Uh, or no, not no dirt, sorry. No dirt. Uh, no dirt. Ty Dillon, dirt. dirt. I mean, people don't think of Ty Dillon as a, having a dirt background. People kept using, I, I saw his, he had replied to uh, NASCAR's Instagram uh, when they had all the dirt ringers highlighted on their Instagram this week, but not him. And he put motivation um, because he had the same background as his brother growing up racing dirt late models. Their grandfather mm-hmm. thought that was a good way for them to learn car control. I went out years ago before that both of them, neither of them were in cup at the time and did a story for USA today, tagging along with them at Volusia as they were learning dirt racing and stuff, um, dirt late models. So he has a dirt background. So basically my point is that's a five to five split of dirt guys and non dirt guys in the top 10 finishers from, from tonight. Um, and I just think that's, it's fascinating because, you know, you just keep gravitating toward, okay, the dirt guys are going to be able to master this. And even, even during the rain delay, you had people like Joey Logano saying, well, last year, you know, it was much more of like an asphalt race because it got the one lane slicked off on the bottom. And I just kind of drove it like an asphalt race. And this year is really like a dirt race. Um, and, but yet you still had a mix, you know? Yeah, it was interesting. And I, I think that's, again, appreciation of their talents and their ability to adapt. And you saw guys push themselves tonight. And we saw guys who had dirt backgrounds make mistakes that, you know, you wouldn't think they were going to make, but they did. And we actually saw that last year in this race too, with, with Christopher Bell when he spun himself out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, do you think they're going to do this again? Yes. I would be surprised if they didn't. I, I think, from my understanding, and I, and I talked to quite a few people um, on the NASCAR side and the Speedway Motorsports side and just in the industry, to ticket sales were good for this. You know, I, I heard so that they, they were, were or they weren't. They were. They were good. They were. I was told that the, the ticket sales for this race were better than the last four or five years at this for the spring race. So if the, the why are you looking like that? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if that was obvious from TV. But at this place, fine. I mean, but this place is it's so hard to get. I mean, this place is so big. I mean, it's hard to, you know. Yeah, but I was thinking that they were hyping this up like this is gonna be a mega event, a you know, a tent pole event for NASCAR. You know, NASCAR is gonna take over Easter as like, you know, like the NBA on Christmas Day kind of stuff. And yeah, you know, you're gonna TV. get a, well, but you gotta get people to come to the you know, Marcus Smith measures it in Ticket sales, not TV that's, ratings. That, that's great that Marcus Smith does that, but the, at the end of the day, the, the thing that matters more than anything else is TV ratings. It's t- well, that's what the number is. Like, if people don't come out here and they're not selling tickets, the track the wanted to do this in the first place, though, because they were like, "Well, let's juice up our spring race." Yeah. And if what I was told is accurate, that they have sold more tickets, and the television rating again, we don't know, and. I'm, I'm really, really curious to see what this number is because well, it, but it's, again, it's just going to be, you're it, not going to be able it, to put much stock in it because of the rain. That's so. the thing. It's the rain. So it's gonna be hard to say. I would be, I would be surprised if they didn't do this again. I, I just think that there is, this has become a thing and I, whether it's on Easter or not, that's a different question. I, I don't have an issue with it on Easter night. Did you have an issue with it on Easter? 
Um, I think it's a little bit, just in the sense that I think it's a little bit hypocritical for NASCAR to bill itself as like, over the years, NASCAR has been like, we're the family sport. We're a family sport, family sport. Like you hear that a lot about NASCAR more than another, any other sport. Mm-hmm. And for many years, really our entire existence, uh, covering the sport, you never had an Easter race, obviously. Um, especially at least one that was planned. I don't think that was ever the case until this year. And then, you know, you would always have mother's day off. They'd race Saturday night or mother's day weekend, but then they'd say, okay, everybody goes spend time with your families, stuff like that. Well now, you know, this is a season where there's one off week. They race on Easter, which, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, people listening to this and they're like, Oh, boo hoo. These rich millionaires, crew guys and drivers ha- couldn't spend time with their family on Easter. Well, look at the great jobs they get to do, you know, so people don't have any sympathy for that. I understand that. But, uh, all I'm saying is, you know, to say, Oh, we're family sport, family sport, kind of all this stuff. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, just to, to race on a, a holiday that, you know, people think are, you know, the, the people who celebrate Easter are very, you know, that's, that's like as big as Christmas or bigger to them. Um, and you know, it's, you know, NASCAR, there's many, many Christian people in NASCAR and I'm sure they didn't love that. But, um, so I don't know from that sense, uh, I think that's a little, I don't know if that's the greatest look because ultimately what you're doing is you're saying, well, we're doing this because we're chasing dollars, right? Like we're trying to get TV ratings and attendance and all this stuff. And we're having this on Easter. I mean, it's, you're not doing it for any other reason. Um, so I don't love that, but I'm not, I mean, that's not the, that's not the first fight I would make about this race. Um, but I'm not going to go there beyond that. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a problem with it. I, I, I don't at all. I mean, you, your job as a business is to stay relevant and to appeal to your customers and to find new customers. And saying or that we're going to give away a weekend where we a day where we know people are home watching sports and other sports leagues are having games what you, you can't do that like the, the, you, in, the, in this day and age you, you can't you've got to be relevant and being relevant means having an opportunity to have a race in prime time on big fox are you kidding me on a sunday night what like that you you'd be silly to turn that down like that, that, you know, and you want to say, and you want to say like, well, our core audience is this, that's fine. But you, you've also got to make sure that you're making yourself, positioning yourself to go out and, and get new fans. And we talk all the time about demographics and, and NASCAR's need to get younger. Well, you know, this is a great opportunity to do that and to showcase NASCAR to a younger audience and, and to shut it down for a weekend because this is how we've always done it. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work for me. I sense your, I, I keep your, your face has fallen. I feel like you're just very disappointed. Yeah, that very, you this, made is, this is a little annoying. Like, this is a, this you want to rant? I, I want you to be honest. And I want you we, to sit here and not talk about the racing, which is like what we do every single week on this podcast. I'm not asking you to rant. I just want you to ask you like, what do you bother? I will say this. Okay. Let's start with this. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, All right, everybody. You say you want a rant? Here's one on how Bristol dirt will be better used for them plants. So Kyle pushed back into one after Chase took out Tyler. No doubt that exciting finish will make the good race pole go higher. 
but can you tell me that Bristol dirt was better than concrete? No way that racing was as good as what we normally see. Remember last September when Happy Harvick was enraged? This one didn't end with tempers, just smiles and handshakes. Bring the dirt race to a real dirt track and oh, while you're at it, take out the windshields so the track prep crew can wet it. I'm a ranter, not a rapper. Look what you made me do. Ugh, I'm all spun out like Bowman on lap 92. Dirt was already cringe, but then guess who came back to the booth? Fox invited DW along and he brought three boogities too. To be fair, DW's presence already made us a little leery. Then to top it all off, he got to talk about the stupid Vortex theory. Vortex wouldn't have worked anyway because the cup cars are so damn slow. Crawling around that Bristol track about as fast as a snail can go. Take the best drivers in America and make them look like clowns? Yeah, that's a great way for your sport to get on the rebound. Night racing on Easter for ratings, that's what they say. What stunt are they going to pull next, ice racing on Christmas Day? Doesn't seem like anyone cares what the drivers or crew members desire. They're treated like hamsters in a wheel just making those profits go higher. No matter what you think of my rap, I think we can all agree. Hating something is unhealthy, saps your mental energy. That's why I'm not going to rant anymore about this stupid flop. Time for me to end this song with an actual mic drop. I'm out. Peace. And no dirt in 2023. Let's get it. <laughs> okay. That wasn't the reaction I thought you were <laughs> going to give to my song, Jordan. Um, I will say <laughs> that was very well written, Jeff. Very creative. Um, <laughs> I thought it was very well composed. Um, let's just focus on that and not so much the performance aspect of it. <laughs> um, I think you make some good points in there. Absolutely. And again, very well written. I, I, I'm impressed. Um, and yeah. Wow. Okay. That was, uh, I, I just want to let you know, you're not going to live that down. Like that is, I think this is your opportunity to delete this. And you know no what? Fox will... hasn't deleted any of their stuff from the pre-race show, whether it's the watermelon seed or Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott in, in the Vegas desert doing some skit where they're fighting or Chris Myers going to some yeah. soothsayer or whatever. So I feel like I have the creative license to express myself on the teardown. It's a thing. Just like people wrecking each other for the win or whatever. Fox does it on the pre-race show. Why can't I do something cheesy on the teardown? So what if I'm you. a 41-year-old two-time dad? Hey. Balding white you. man. <laughs> you do you. You fight the good fight. You built me up to this. You know why? Every every tweet, all you people were sending me, oh, I can't wait for the teardown. Oh, I can't. And I'm like, I'm not going to rant. I'm not going to rant. I'm not going to rant. Everybody's saying, oh, you got to do something. You got to, oh, this is going to be big. So I had to write something during this. I mean, thank goodness for the red flags. I could had some time to, to write this rap. <laughs> it was, it was well written, well creative. I mean, I couldn't have done that. I mean, that shows you 
how great of a writer you are, which I always tell you that you are. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's, your your face during that whole thing was not at all. I, I'm embarrassed for you. I mean, I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> like I am. I I, I feel bad. Um, I feel bad for the reaction that's going to probably come. And again, this is going to be something like, I don't know, six months, a year, two years from now, you're going to be like, I did that. Oh, man. Okay. You do you. But I thought it, you were going to be laughing or something, but your face no, was just it was like, like watching horror, somebody horror. that I care about in a car crash right in front of me and I'm powerless to stop it. <laughs> so that, that's what it felt uh, like. Oh my God. My stomach hurts from <clears throat> smiling, clenching, that was, laughing. Uh, that was good. It was good. Um, Look, here's the thing. Okay. I, okay. Listen, listen, I will acknowledge there was periods, brief periods of entertaining racing tonight. But like I said in my rap, you cannot tell me that that was better, a better race than a Bristol concrete race of any kind would have been. There's no way on earth that that race would have exceeded that. Therefore, keep the Bristol concrete races, the two races, take the dirt. If you want to do a dirt race and you're insistent on doing a dirt race, do it at a real dirt track. I don't think this is that hard. Do it, prepare the cars like they're supposed to, wet the track down, make it super muddy so it's not going to dry out over the course of a race, shorten the race, take the windshields out, then you can have very tacky, muddy racing, like real dirt racing. They can have windshield or uh, helmet tear-offs. Uh, like, I mean, just, if you're going to lean into dirt, the whole dirt thing reeks of, hey, we want to do something that's like, gets those dirt fans to watch NASCAR because there's like a lot of them. What if we did something where we're like kissing their butt and saying, oh yeah, dirt is the roots. Like let's have a Tom Rinaldi essay about dirt and talk about how dirt is the, you know, maybe the dirt people will like us. Kyle Larson's here, Christopher Bell's here. Come on over dirt fans. Can you like NASCAR please? Woo. You know, like I just don't feel like this is a real dirt race and you had plenty of the drivers. Kyle Larson this week, he said, you know, the one thing I would change is to not have a dirt race at all. Don't race on dirt. Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, all these people. These aren't, this is not just my stupid opinion, which I have many of. The drivers, Kyle Larson, the one person you would think would go, oh, yeah, I would love to see lots of NASCAR racing on dirt. He's like, no, you would think that would be my opinion. It's not my opinion. NASCAR should not race on dirt. So, what, you know, this is just the whole thing, just, it just feels, uh, it feels like pandering to like, I don't know who dirt fans or some casual audience they are trying to draw in. I, I don't know. It's just, God, it irritates the sh I don't want to have to put the explicit tag on this and I'm too lazy to bleep it. So I'm not going to say it. It just, it's just so freaking stupid. It's just painfully stupid. God, I hate this race. Ah, uh, thank you. Been waiting for this all week. Really? For a year. Thank you. You know what? Here's the thing though. So I, and I've, I've, I've talked about Matt Gross, I think on the podcast before Matt Gross is one of the most like intelligent race fans. Uh, and like, just has this great perspective on racing. He's been a race fan, you know, like, you know, he, he, he'll always text me like really good observations. And so he was really excited about going to the Bristol dirt race. I was shocked that he was going, but he said, Hey, I'm going. Yeah, he was a longtime Mark Martin fan. He's a Keselowski fan. And he was texting me during the race talking about how much fun he had. He said he's been to uh, almost 100 cup races over 30 years as a fan. And this one's 
uh, this was like halfway through the race. He said this stood out to him as a top 10 memory. Um, he, he was texting me his excitement. Like, look at this, look at all these texts. He's, uh, during the race for me. He's so excited. Um, so obviously people are entertained. People enjoyed it. It's personally not for me. Like no matter, I don't care. You could say, Oh, this is great for a dirt race or whatever on Bristol. It doesn't matter. Don't cover up NASCAR's best track. Why would you do that? That just makes no sense to me. Like NASCAR is starving for short tracks. This is not a freaking short track race. Don't try to sell me on that. Okay. It's not, it's a dirt race. Just why can't you just have a dirt race somewhere else? I don't think it's that hard. You, you see them going to Coda. You see them going to road America. They don't own Coda. They don't own road America. They're going to have a street race someday. They don't own the street race. They can easily go to Knoxville or Eldora if they wanted to, or some other dirt track. I don't care. Just don't cover up Bristol or make it a third Bristol race. I don't care. Just don't take away the two Bristol paved races. That's all I'm saying. Please. For I mean, God. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, Larson said he had fun tonight. That's great. I'm glad everybody had fun, except for me. That's great. I'm, he he you know, used the word fun. Let's that's see. wonderful. Uh, I'm happy for everybody. I really am. One, do I two, want? Two, do I want it? Do I want people to be miserable like I am? No, I don't want people to be miserable. I want everybody to have a good time. Do I want people to pay money to go to Bristol Dirt and then sit there and go, "Oh my gosh, why did we pay money?" to go to this. Why do we come all this way? No, of course not. I'm happy for everybody that went. I'm happy for you that went and you got to see the race and it wasn't rained out. Okay. Like, great. That's just great. I'm happy. Whatever. Okay. So this is why I don't want to be like this. Cause I don't want to be the negative person, but this race just freaking blows. I'm already dreading next year. If they do this, God, why do we have to go through this again? I'm definitely taking vacation next year. Oh no, you got to come next year. I'm there's never, no, no, there's no way. There's no way. Oh yeah. You have to, it'd be great. It's your journalistic job to be here. What kind of journalist was I on Twitter tonight? Total clown made myself look like a total clown tweeting gifts of like, I mean, it's just stupid. I hate how this makes myself. I hate how I feel about this. You know what I'm saying? It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Jordan, you said you're embarrassed for me. I'm embarrassed for myself. I was embarrassed about the rap. This right here, this, this right here. I'm loving this. This makes my heart very full right now. I have been waiting for this and I am just checking that box because mission accomplished. My heart was beating out of nervousness during the rap and my heart is pounding worse now out of anger for this. This can't be healthy. This can't be, I have high, high cholesterol, Jordan. This can't be healthy to get my- Good thing for that, Cheerios. Eating a lot, eating, eating a bowl of Cheerios once a day. That'll help the cholesterol. Why would you buy that? Why would you buy that? That is a total, that is what they put on the box. That that's is, what my doctor, no, that's what my doctor told me because I had high cholesterol too. He told me to eat one green say, apple. Oh, heart healthy, heart healthy Cheerios. That's yeah. total. Be- so now you're oh, like, because it doctor, has fiber in it. My doctor, you're talking, it, it's worked, it actually worked for me because I had high cholesterol. I will rant about, I'm so, fi- I will rant about anything right now. 
I'm so the fact you're that you think Cheerios are heart healthy. That my, my doctor gave me that it actually worked. You're saying it's wrong. This is great. Find a new doctor. Find a new <laughs> doctor. God, <laughs> I bet your doctor went to the Bristol Dirt Race and enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know. I can call him and ask him if he watched. So I don't know what, what else do you want to talk about this from this race? I'm ready to talk about something else. I think I've been ready to talk about something else. Okay. There's two things that I think are important. Let's just assume that this is going to happen next year. Right. I think there's two things that I would like to see uh, done. One you touched on is the windshield. Um, the, you know, they tested the have not having a windshield in the car. Um, what was it, a week ago or two weeks ago, whatever it was, Stuart Friesen driving it and just, they couldn't make it work. There were some concerns about the structure of the car, you know, whether it was the integrity of it, that kind of thing. I, I do think that if NASCAR comes back next year, I don't think you're going to see the windshield of the car. They're going to have enough time to work on it. There also isn't at the same time trying to develop a brand new car, which you've got a lot of moving parts with that. And there's also a parts and pieces shortage. And there's a lot of different layers to that. It's not just as simple as, well, just take out the windshield. Like, no, there's, Take out the windshield. How do you make sure that the car remains its integrity? How do you make sure that the driver's hands themselves aren't going to get hit with stuff? How do you make sure that the components inside the car? Like, I do think that is something that needs to be explored. I expect that that will be taken care of next year. The other thing, Wait, and, and hold this, on a second, hold on, a th- hold on, hold on, hold on. Why are, do you have faith that they're going to have the time to change the windshield and all this stuff? in next year, a year's lead time when they had the exact same amount of lead time this year, because they had a, they were they, the, the, because they, they did, they didn't have a lead time. They were trying to figure out the next gen car and sort through that for a car that they're going to use. A, a they were non- testing the next gen car before it was not they, a they're going to roll it, it out before not, the pandemic ruined it everything. It was not a finished product, Jeff. And you and I both, they could have taken it even, to any dirt track. They didn't need to, to the priority was making sure that it was right for, the paved tracks that they use 35 out of 36 races of the year, you and I both know, and they were trying to figure out an engine formula and they were still on, they were still sorting out the next gen car as late as December. And they didn't okay. decide. So day. why do you need to go test it? They tested it two weeks ago with Stuart Friesen. They're yeah. like, uh, eh, I don't know if this is enough time to put in windshields now at this there, point. There's more to it. I mean, you have to make sure the car, you have to, there's a lot to do with that. It's not, again, it's not just yanking out the windshield. It's, okay. We ain't out the windshield. What are we going to do? How do we reinforce this and all of this stuff? They, it seemed just, like the dirt drivers who were interviewed during the week, judging from their comments from afar, had plenty of ideas. Sure. And I think, Kyle Larson on Sirius. He had a sure. rant. He, he did was have Blunt a rant. Larson. Yeah. He was. That was great. They don't see, you don't see Larson come out uh, firing like that very often. But no, he, he, but he had it. fun, so I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> he did have fun. Um, the other thing is, is we saw it in the first heat race yesterday with the truck series. And we saw it again tonight in like the first 15 laps of the, of the, the cup race is you almost have to have like a preliminary race, you know, what just bring in some local guys and have them do like a short little race just to kind of get that track really ready and, and kind of shake off that mud and everything. Because we saw it last night in the truck series race, uh, multiple trucks had overheating issues because mud was caking the grill, but once that race was completed, the other heat races and then the truck race itself, there was no issues. And Jordan, say- you've been to World of Outlaws races. They have hot laps. Mm-hmm. Why don't you? Why don't they just do hot laps? That's fine. That, that, and that, that's something that you need to explore. Like maybe that's the way to do it. There, maybe that's the way to do it. 
but something where you're just not your first on-track activity isn't a race because that's they can, what happens. They can send half the field out yeah, for yeah. 10 laps and half the field out for 10 laps, run in the track for hot laps, have everybody come down, clean off the cars, and then start the race. Seems yeah. like problem solved. I think that's just fine. That's a perfectly good solution. And that, that's but something that, that could have been a regret. solution. And they, why wasn't this thought of, I mean, I don't understand. This is to me, like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm done ranting. I've, it's been sucked out of my soul. This race is what it is. It's, you know, everybody's just determined to do what they want with this race. Whatever. I have no yeah, I'm definitely taking vacation next year. I, I can't even bear the thought of talking about this anymore. Can we talk about Talladega? Sure. Whatever you want. Go for it. I'm I'm excited for Talladega. You know, I think it's uh more you know, more super speed racing. I think that'll be good. Um I think we're both gonna be there, so oh, God, it'll just be a relief to get this one behind us. Uh glad this podcast is done. Yeah, I guess after that's uh Dover, Dover, Dover. It'd be interesting. Dover might I mean, be better this year. Dover might. Yeah, be it's just year. you know, new car. We'll never know. You know, who knows what we're gonna get. I mean, they, we've we've talked about how this new car does seems to do better on older surface with banking, and that that certainly applies to Dover. So we'll see. I mean, maybe if you'd run Bristol concrete this week, you'd have some sort of idea of what how Dover would look. But you know, maybe what they should have done. I was thinking about this, Jeff. This is, and I, I wish I would have thought about this last week is maybe to solve the Martinsville woes in the spring and give that race a little bit of buzz. I don't put dirt on it. We can have a dirt Martinsville race. All right, everybody. Well, it was good to talk to you guys this week. And if you whoa, want whoa, whoa. to, uh, good race, poll. good race, poll. No, 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 no. How didn't look at our itinerary, Jeff. We got to do the good race poll. I honestly forgot. I just want to get out of here so fast. Um, yeah. So you won last week because, uh, Martinsville was, like one of the worst races ever in the good race poll. What was it? The third lowest ever, I think. Uh, second or third. Yeah. Something like second that. or third lowest ever. 18% or something. Mm-hmm. I whiffed pretty big on that one. Uh, anyway, you get to go first. Cause you won. What are people going to say about the Bristol dirt race? Was it a good race? Oh, I don't want to go first. Um, uh, uh, 65%. That seems like a very 65? middle of the road. It seems like a very middle of the road number. And I think people are going to be all over the board on this. So I'm just going to take something very down the road, down the middle of the road. Okay. Well, here's my thinking on this. Um, you know, I think people, don't you think it was a better race than last year or no? Yeah, I think it was. I thought, I thought the racing was much better this year. I thought if you take aside the first 15 laps, and I, and I thought the racing was really good. I thought it was competitive. I thought it was interesting. You could see the guys were pushing. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Okay. So I, I think that it was better. I agree. So Bristol dirt last year got a 78.5. So you would think that it would be higher than that in theory. On the other hand, people might be getting tired of the dirt concept or might be over it or whatever it's it doesn't have the same newness doesn't have the same freshness necessarily and it was pushed pretty hard so i don't know i think 65 is too low i think it's 
Maybe, yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. I, I, I can't really see it getting in the 80s, though, because I don't know if it was that 70s great. I mean, obviously, you know, I didn't think it was that great. But, I you know, did people think it was that great? Does the Kyle, Bush, I, does I the Kyle Bush thing factor into it as all? I think that Kyle Bush winning and not Tyler Reddick um, certainly makes a factor in it. However, like I said in my rap, I think that the f- crazy finish inflates it in terms of, like, people saying it was a good race, quote-unquote. Um, so... Yeah, I think, I think I might just go seventy five, mid mid seventies. Are you going to stick with sixty five? You can change yours if you want. I'll go seventy. You okay with that? Yeah, that's fine. I just think sixty five is too low, and I don't want I don't that's want fair. to see you do that to yourself. No, you're the more you talk about, it, you're right. I mean, well, you didn't have the information that Bristol Dirk got a seventy eight point five last yeah. year, but when you said that, so yeah, um, yeah. All right, I'll say seventy five. You can say seventy, somewhere in there, and we'll see where it goes. Well, um, I don't know if, God, what am I going to write for my top five, Jordan? I don't know. You got no shortage of material. That's for sure. I do have a shortage of material. Oh, you kidding me? Use it all in a rap song. <laughs> well, honestly, maybe, you know what? Here's the idea. Record yourself a video of yourself rapping. And then <laughs> not, listen, hear me out. That is your top five for this week. Put it instead of writing, just record yourself rapping it. Put it where you normally would have your written words. People will, I, I probably, it'd probably be your most read top five ever, actually. That'll get the subscriptions rolling in, won't it? To see me do that on video instead of the podcast. Actually, it probably would do pretty good. <laughs> it probably <laughs> would do pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, why don't you, uh, why don't you go ahead and do that? All right. Boy, I'm afraid to put this one out into the world. Oh, I, like I said, I, uh, <sighs> I'm very curious. I, I, you're a brave, brave, brave man. You know, my daughter's going to be ashamed with me someday when they grow up and be old enough to do this. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, things, yeah, you got that. You got, I, hope, I can't wait for your kids to be old enough to uh, watch this video. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that wraps it up because I really don't have anything to add to this podcast. No more wraps? I hope you're that, wrapping uh, up without a wrap. The, the payoff for everybody that kept tweeting me and saying, Oh, this is going to be the, I can't wait to hear this one. So much fun. I hope we made it worth your while. It was great. That's our job here to entertain, even in a terrible cringeworthy cheesy way. <laughs> That's the Fox mentality. No, just kidding. Wow. No, you're not. Anyway. All right. No, you're not. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, on that note. Why stop now? <laughs> oh, by the, uh, way, by the way, DW added nothing, absolutely nothing to the booth. It was, I'm yeah. sure I saw a lot of people very enthusiastic that he was back, but I was like, it was interesting to me. It's like, uh, I mean, Clint's a, Clint Boyer's a dirt guy. So I guess you don't need another dirt guy out there. It was just interesting. Can I just say something though? Since we're talking about Fox sports, can I plug a story <laughs> this week on the athletic? I will have a story of Michael Walter. And uh, I hung out with Michael and we had a great conversation. I think the big takeaway is what you see in front of the camera of Michael Walter is who he is. He is a genuine goofy fun guy and it uh we had a great conversation i'm looking forward to people reading the story well all right thanks for the invite on that you could have come to bristol dirt i mean we hung out at his brewery that wouldn't mean you to come you know come to town but i will say this though next year when you come to the bristol dirt race we'll all get together and have a beer at the brewery never gonna happen all right anyway all right you guys get the point Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time on The Teardown.